She's our ace, our cleanup hitter, and our source for all things crew. She's Brewers reporter Sophia Minnert. I'm saying I don't like browse the grocery store. I'm I'm like an online, like online pickup and online delivery oh. girl. So I, I'm saying I don't, I'm not like perusing the grocery store aisles. Maybe I should do more of that now. When is I'm the last time? I'm missing an entire line of products. Sophia Minnert on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. Well, it did not end the way that we wanted it to. The Brewers season ends last night. They lose 5-4 to the Atlanta Braves. And Sophia Minnert joining us now from Valley Sports Wisconsin one last time this season to bring it all together, kind of wrap it all up for us. Sophia, we've been asking our listeners all morning long, what's the one word you would use to describe this season? And we've gotten a lot of negatives, obviously underperformed, uh, fraudulent, uh, somebody said fun. It was a fun season. Um, but a lot of people just kind of saying disappointed. So close, apropos, hitless, clueless. One guy just called in and sighed. It was weird. <laughs> What's your one word? Man, we felt it, though. Felt his pain. Um, look, I think, I think right now in the moment you feel disappointment. Um, and I, I understand why fans fans feel that way. I think you know that's absolutely true for how this season ended. When you look at the season whole, I think overall you have to say it was it was memorable. Um, you know this. I think you heard that from Craig Council. You heard it from the players last night. Um, it's hard to separate how it ends from how the season went. That's just the reality of it. Because I think baseball, more than any other sport, the ending is just it's really abrupt and it's really harsh. And you know you're with these people every day from middle of February to now, and and they they were not satisfied, you know, with, with how the series went um, and the fact that their season is over now. And this was a team that had really, you know, realistic expectations and goals of, of making it to the CS and, and a World Series. And that didn't happen. So I think that's where, um, you know, they're feeling all the same things that the fans are feeling. Sophia, is this team top-heavy? And what I mean is, is the pitching staff is one of the best in all of baseball, mm-hmm. but their lineup is not. Do they have to bring the two closer together, maybe detract a little bit from the pitching and get some hitters? Uh, that's, that's a good question to say if it's top-heavy. I think I, I would actually say this is they felt, you know, this was probably the deepest, most talented, most talent, like most balanced team that they had had. Um, and I think – you know, this was a, a very different looking team offensively than what they started the year with. Um, the additions that they made with Willie Adamas, Eduardo Escobar, Rowdy Telez, um, you know, and, and just they didn't get production from the players that they were counting on. So I think that just changed kind of what they, what the offensive production looked like. Um, but I think what you're optimistic about is, is the pitching staff. Like you said, you know, these are all young up and coming. I mean, they've established themselves as all stars now, right? Like you hope that with health, they can continue to be consistent. They can continue to get better. Josh Hader, same thing. Devin Williams, when he recovers from his surgery, um, the pieces are all there. And I think that's why they're optimistic that they have a good window to contend. 
Um, but there's there's going to be questions and questions to answer offensively, no doubt. And it's going to be a different looking team next year. You know, Avi Garcia um, is likely going to be a free agent. So we'll see what happens there. That's obviously a big um, run producer to have to replace. Sophia, does the future of the offense really depend on Christian Yelich kind of refinding his offensive game? Yeah, but I think it's not fair to put all of that on one person. I mean, Christian is more disappointed than anybody with yeah. how he performed this year. Watching him you know, talk um, after the game last night, like, like I felt for him. Like you could see like the disappointment in the team, yeah. in himself, in him, in the videos that I saw of him talking after the game last night. I I totally agree with you, Gabe. Um, and. Honestly, those are my least favorite interviews to do. Um, and, and I give him a lot of credit for coming out, honestly. Um, he didn't have to do that, but he takes the responsibility of who he is and what he means to this organization very seriously. Um, he, he carries a huge responsibility. I think he wears that really well. And nobody is more disappointed than him with how this season went. And, you know, you can point to how the postseason went for him. You can point to how the regular season went for him. You can point to just the image of, you know, the last called strike, right, that, that ends the season with him at the plate and a runner on. Like, you can point to all of those things. Um, and, and he said in his interview, um, he knows he has to be better. Um, he feels like he let people down. And to me, like, that's, shows accountability, right? And I think he's going to be really motivated this off season. And I, I hope, you know, when he'll come back next year with like, a, you know, he's able to put it aside and come back with a new mindset. And, and we'll get back to the production that we've seen from Christian because I think you know that that player is still there. Sophia Minner joining Jen Gabe and Chewy for her last Brewers appearance as the season ended last night with the Brewers loss 5-4 to the Atlanta Braves. Um, Sophia, there's a lot of second guessing that goes on, obviously, when a team is bounced, especially a team that had all of the success that the Brewers had during the regular season. Um, you know, I've heard uh, Brandon Woodruff should have gone in as the first guy off uh, out of the bullpen. Um, obviously, they talk about Corbin Burns. Should he have been trotted out there? Uh, I've got people on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line saying that Ryan Braun would have been hugely beneficial in this. This type of situation because he's a clutch bat is any of it warranted is there any you know can you warrant any of the second guessing well, like hindsight's always twenty twenty, right i mean this is part of baseball and this is part of managing an elimination game is you can make good decisions and have bad outcomes like that's just a reality that everyone has to live with right and you know i don't think you know, obviously that that's a game where you missed Devin Williams, quite frankly. Um, they asked guys to do things that some of them hadn't done before. Um, you know, I think Brandon Woodruff coming back on two days rest, you know, Craig Council said, you know, that was heroic what he did. Um, it was 12 pitches. It was four outs. He was not going to go more than two innings. They weren't going to allow him to do that. Um, I, I know what you're talking about with all the questions about Corbin Burns. Craig squashed that after game three. He said it's not going to be Corbin Burns in game four. Um, We talked about that more before game four. Corbin was interested in doing it, but the way that he physically recovered after game one, it it was not physically possible for him to do it. And, And I asked Craig even further, would you even consider using him out of the bullpen? And Craig said, no. So of course, if, you know, if the player and the manager are telling you he's not physically able to do it, that's, that's the end of the conversation. Um, 
And so, you know, rookie Aaron Ashby, he's put in a tough spot. Um, Hunter Strickland, that's the role he's been in all season long. Um, he's kind of been that closer to the starter. Um, and he's been excellent in that role. And then the, the Josh Hader-Freddie Freeman matchup, that you take that nine times out of ten. You know, I mean, Freddie did something that we haven't seen. You know, it was the first homer that Hader had given up on a first-pitch slider. It was the first homer he'd given up to a lefty all year. And Freeman became the first left-handed hitter to hit two home runs off a hater in his career. So that's, I mean, that's just baseball. You know, that was just a mistake. Um, so, yeah, this, these are, there's a lot of decisions you have to make in an elimination game like that. And I think, you know, you just ultimately have to live with the outcomes of them. Sophia, you said that uh, this is their window right now. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, do they have to spend more money? I mean, I look, I'll, I'll read you some of the the salaries uh, or the payrolls of some of the playoff teams. Dodgers, $267 million, Yankees, 203 Mets, 199 Houston, 194 Now, wait, wait, Tampa wait, 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 Bay is on. the anomaly. Did you do your own research? Uh, I just go over it. I mean, the Brewers are at 97.4, but that's a far cry from some of the teams I read. If this is their window, do they have to spend more money? I don't know. I can't, I can't speak to that. Um, that, I mean, they're going to have to determine that with, you know, free agents that they pursue. I mean, the other thing is, you know, with arbitration, some of these players' salaries are going to go up, right? Players like Josh Hader and Brandon Woodruff and – I don't think Corbin is, is um, arbitration eligible yet, but the, you know, the, the prices on these players that are in your core, right. That are a huge pieces for your, for your window to contend and, and to realistically win a world series, the, the prices on them are going to go up year to year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know in terms of flashy spending in the, in the off season, what that's going to look like for the Brewers. I can tell you it's not going to be what the Dodgers number is. Um, that's just not realistic for this market. But the owner, Mark Adonacio, and, and his ownership group, they are as motivated as anybody to, to contend and to win. Mark has always, you know, put up the money um, when it comes to winning. You know, I think you saw that with Christian's deal. I think you saw that with going out and getting Colton Wong in the offseason. Lorenzo Cain, you know, at the time, that was the biggest deal that they had given a free agent. That was five years, $80 million. That's going to be his final year um, next year. So Mark, Mark has proven he will spend the money. So we'll see kind of how this will, you know, how, how it goes this off season. Sophia, we've had a great season with you. Thank you so much for all of your insight. Thanks for your jokes. Thanks for your reaction to some of our insanity. We appreciate you playing along. It really, just thanks for putting up with us every Wednesday. <laughs> we no, recognize love, that it's a toxic environment guys, so that you're putting yourself in, Sophia. So we appreciate you kind of uh, jeopardizing your own health and well-being in order to hang out with <laughs> and us. Career. <laughs> and career. Certain restrictions no, thank apply. Thank you, guys. It's been a really fun show. I've enjoyed it every week. <laughs> Thanks, Sophia. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. <laughs> just coming out with the disclaimer. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. <laughs>